Yo, mic check. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Street Pricing Podcast, the only show where proven SaaS leaders share their mindset and mistakes in pricing so we can all stop guessing and start growing. Enjoy, subscribe, and tell a friend. Now, let's break it down with your host and sought-after slayer of bad pricing, Marcos Rivera. What's up and welcome to the Street Pricing Podcast. I'm Marcos Rivera, author, entrepreneur, and pricing coach. And today I'm uber, uber, ultra excited to have this special guest with me. So this person is, I think, one of the most uh, rawest but most refreshing SaaS executives I met out there. And I am excited because when we get into the details, man, does he give you the details. So today I want to introduce Emmerich Ernu. Emmerich, welcome to the show. He is the CEO and founder of Agora Pulse. Man, we are so happy to have you. Are you ready to jump in? Totally ready to jump in, Marcos. I, the slayer of bad pricing is suits you so well. I, I, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Why don't you start off just real quick. Tell us about what you do. What does Agora Pulse do? And then we'll go from there. Yeah, totally. So Gorpos is a, is a social media management software. So it's a SaaS. Uh, we launched this in 20, at the end of 2011. So we were, we've been around for quite a while. We're a bootstrap company. So we never raised money, VC money to grow a business. We're now at $23 million AR, 165 people. And, uh, we grew, we grew this business mostly through an inbound SMB self-serve motion which which is important to to understand because that that has an impact on how you work on pricing and define pricing because your pricing is public and people subscribe with their credit card and they don't talk to you most of them but we're now transitioning more and more to uh, a way to grow the business that's much more driven by by sales team and team of sdr so we're going through that journey so we are learning on both sides which is very interesting Absolutely. One of the other reasons why I'm so excited to have you on here. And uh, since 2011, Bootstrap to 23, that is a phenomenal feat in and of itself. And I know how you grew, man. You grew with your two hands, right? I, Bare hands. <laughs> I've been following you for a long time, and you are you are so uh, in tune with your business, in tune with your customers, and you just you're just one of the hardest working folks I know out there. So I want to give you the quick layout, the roadmap for what we're about to do here. It's really modeled after the book, Street Pricing. So we're going to go rewind, which is a look in the past, a pricing story, a struggle, a success, something we want to sink our teeth into, something that maybe led to a big learning for you. Then we'll go to play, which is what's working now in the present. We'll bring you back to today. What's working well for you? Let's talk about that. And then we'll do fast forward, which is, okay, what's next? Where do you want to go from here? What are you thinking about changing? Mm. And then at the end, I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite hip hop song? Hold on to that one. Hold on to that one. We'll bring that towards the end. Okay. But first let's get into the past. I want to talk about a good media pricing story. You have probably several of them. Uh, let me open it up to you, Emmerich. The the rewind. How long do we have? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> um, so I'm going to try to put my thoughts together and uh, deliver them in a way that's that's meaningful and clear. So the first one, you probably already shared that one so many times, but I think it's worth sharing again. We started way too low. We started with a pricing that was very, very low. Like I think my starting price was $9 a month when we got in, in the market in 2012. Uh, like it was 9, 29, 49, and 99, something like that. The way I learned it was too low is that one day I saw one of my head of support 
my head of support. She was working in front of me and she just she had just spent a whole hour to solve some some customer's problem, like lots of work, you know, digging and technical checking with the, the developers, like a lot of work. She was exhausted and she fixed it and she's, you know, she solved that person's problem. And and then she was on, we were using Intercom for support. She checked on Intercom, how much are they paying us? And she saw 29 bucks. And I saw her face going, fuck, $29. Down, yeah. All this for $29. And I saw her, not motivation going away, but her how good she felt went away immediately because she thought I did this all this for 29 bucks. At that moment, I knew that it was not okay. And I changed the pricing. Like as soon as I could change it, probably the month after or something, we changed it. And we, instead of starting at 29 or 49, we started at 90 or whatever. Like we did a big up in the pricing. So, and especially for bootstrap founders who are kind of not annoyed by their product, but a little bit because, you know, we don't have a lot of resources. We have a very a little, little, very small team and it's, you know, it's not perfect. The UI is not great. The UX is so, so and a couple of bucks here. We're meet, missing all these features. So you tend to feel, okay, let's, let's price it low. So at least there's no barrier there. It's not even worth it, but, but that's, that, that's the limited, limited belief that we have. So it's that that's, it's good to know. And Emmerich, listen, that is something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs out there need to hear, right? As the founder, and this is coming from someone who's built a lot of products in the past, is you always see your own shortcomings, your own mistakes. You know it's not perfect. You know what that vision is and where it is today. You almost discount yourself in the very beginning. And then yeah. you couple that with the the need to just, you know, not create any friction, not create any slowness and momentum. And so you come out with this really, usually a suppressingly low price. And what you may find is you may not see it at first. You may get a couple of wins. You may see some, uh, you know, uh, acquisition numbers grow, conversions grow. And you're like, oh, right, this is working. And then it's not until you get smacked in the face with, you know, a reality of what your support person did that you realize like, oh, wait a minute, maybe this isn't uh, the best approach possible. So yeah. that, let's break that up a little bit here, because I bet you felt something when you saw her face, right? You felt like, mm -hmm. oh, maybe I maybe this isn't the right way. Tell me about that moment. No, what what I realize is that the work that we put behind this product, whether it's building it or supporting it, is worth much more than I'm, I'm charging for. It made me realize that it was not okay. But before that, I was just looking at 29 as 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 a number, and suddenly I realized 29 is not a number. It's what we get from what we do, <laughs> and what we do is worth more because we do a lot and we do great and we are passionate and we work 12 hours a day and all that. It's not worth 29. Frick it. I, I'm not okay with that. So it's so it was a mindset change for sure. Something else that, that helped that was not mindset, but more numbers and data is at one point looked at a churn on those plans. And and it's a universal truth. I cross-checked this with all the SaaS founders I know. The fewer they pay, the more they churn. Like the smaller the customer, the smaller the plan, the 29 a month plan churns more than the 49. The 49 churns more than the 99. The 99 churns more than the 199 and so on and so forth. And that I didn't realize early on. I think it probably, it's probably something I got like four years after start. I didn't really see any of that in the early days. So the early days, my early days of SaaS were, were 2012. So give me a slack, some slack, give <laughs> me some slack because in 2012, we yeah. knew a lot less than we, knew, we know today. No, but you are a veteran. And that's another key lesson here. If you think about it, the more they pay, the more they stay. And it's one of the things that we've seen. I love what you said about that number, that 29 is not just a number. It's really what you get for what you do. Mm. But also on the customer side of thing, it also represents value too. Mm. 
And if it's nine bucks, you know, and they, they really it's probably don't, bad. Exactly. They associate quality to it. They don't pay a lot of attention to it. It becomes less of a, of a major focus. But if they're paying 99, 199, 499, whatever it is, it gets more attention. The bar is high though. You got to make sure you deliver at that. Right. But then sort of the value equation is kind of balanced on both sides. I love that. Yeah. One last thing to just go 360 around this problem is also about who do you want to attract? Mm. Your price is going to play an immense role in who you attract. If you're the nine bucks, you're going to attract uh, you know, sorry for if, if I'm hurting anybody's feeling, but you're, you're going to ha- attract poor businesses or poor users, like people who don't have money and for, for whom paying 20 bucks is too much or 49 bucks is too much or nine, nine bucks is what they're ready to pay. Those are usually the worst customers for well-built, well-operated, you know, professionally maintained SaaS soft, you know, SaaS company, SaaS product. So you want to attract the right companies, the right users, the right customers for you. And the price you're going to put on in there is going to be telling that story. And I know I'm, I'm saying this because it's funny in, in November, we saw one of our main competitors, Sprout Social, raise their price like super high. They, they went like 10x on some of those prices. And initially I was like, wow, this is insane. This is so much, you know, so much. And as I was discussing this with friends who are very familiar with the matter and know this company pretty well. They told me, yeah, they, they chose their battles. They chose who they want to sell to. And then, it, and then boom, it made sense. Oh yeah. That's what pricing does. Pricing, telling a story, sending a message. No, no, you're too cheap for me. You're, you know, go, go use something else. I'm not, I'm not a good fit for you. You're, you're, you're too small. You don't have enough money. Uh, and that's so, and I'm okay with that. And it's a hard thing to be okay with, to tell potential customers, nope, sorry, not, not for me, not for you. <laughs> and when you, See yourself as a decent, good human being. You have in the early days, you have a hard time saying no to potential yeah. customers. It, it does. It feels bad, right? As someone who bad. wants yeah, to help, it totally does. Yeah. I get it, man. I get it. So my uh, my buddy, my buddy Bill Wilson, talks a lot about this. He says pricing should attract and repel. Yeah your customer base, right? And exactly. Like, like values. In exactly like values. And so I think a lot of folks in everyone listening here who's thinking about, man, is my pricing attracting or is it repelling the right customers? Take a deeper look, make sure that, uh, that it's saying what you want it to say, because it is a story. It is a message. And yep. uh, I love that piece. Let me double click on something you said, because when you realized you were too cheap, right? Yep. You said, you know what? We're too cheap. Hmm. Let me change the price. I got to yep. know. What did you do? How did you figure that out? Okay, at that moment in time, but then I'll tell another story. But at that moment in time, that pricing change, we basically double growth overnight. I.e., all the people who would have paid, I, I forgot it was the, no, it was the 49. We killed the 49 and just kept the 99 at the starting price. So most of the people who paid 49 in the past suddenly paid 99 now. So that pricing change was pure gold. It fueled growth at the best moment in time for us because we were raising secondary at that time so our, our company valuation for six months it, it felt like we were on a uh, on a success trajectory that would never end we were 100 percent, you know month for six percent month over month that's 100 percent annual growth and so it was amazing now it is not like i don't want you you who are listening to this or watching this believe that every time you increase your price, you're going to double growth because that would be a miracle yes. every single time. That would be too easy. We did change prices later on and it, it had a, a negative impact on us. So it is not always having a positive impact. But if you're really, really, really low, 
it's guaranteed to have a positive impact. When you get closer to kind of the psychological price, that's the right one. Then if you start exceeding that, you know, it, it may have a, a negative impact. Uh, that That is a very sage message for everyone here, right? Just because you uh, you hear these stories about, hey, we've doubled price, it, it worked out wonderfully for us, doesn't always mean it's going to work for you, especially if it's not informed, if you mm -hmm. don't have the right value to justify it. You mm -hmm. can't, uh, you know, just raise just because, right? It doesn't always yeah. work that way. It, it, it's, it's a gamble. Yeah. We can put out some rules for people. If you're business to business and you're selling 29 a month, you can double tomorrow and you'll double growth. That there, I cannot see any B2B company selling, selling 29 a month that, that will not double growth if they're suddenly selling 69 or, or 80 or 99 or whatever. Now, if you're B2B and you're 99 per user and you go 149, it may or may not work for you. Like it depends on the context. That's right. That's right. There's, you know, there's something interesting here that us pricing nerds talk a lot about which is the tolerance as they as you raise the price, there's actually yep. a cliff at the end of yep. that. There's a, and cliff. there's a cliff. And if you reach, go too far, you go fall off that cliff, you'll see it in numbers um, and it's going to hurt and you're going to know it right away. And then the whole unwinding of it just can get pretty messy as well, man. So thank you for, for just stepping through, you know, some real raw moments and talking about, you know, what happened and, and the changes that you made. You said you had another story for me. Is there one more in there? Oh, yeah, that that's it? the one. That's, that's the, the one, one where we increased the price and it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. did, wait, so wait. I, before we move on to to play, I got to know just real quick. How did you know what what was the big thing in front of your face where you said, "Oops, this actually isn't working the way I thought." The conversion went down, conversion went and, down. and 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 MR. So conversion went down in terms of number of customers who subscribed, and MR stayed the same for a while. So we thought, okay, it's it's not a win because we didn't increase MR. But it's not a it's not a lose because we didn't decrease MR. But for some reason, over time, we got less able to attract the same number of customers that we used to, and then MR MR decreased. So if if you've made a pricing change and you attract less fewer customers, consider that a lose and and revert. Like don't 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 stay there. That was the learning. So in in particular, we just we just took a plan that was at one ninety nine, and we increased it to two forty nine. And those additional forty nine dollars were were too much for the people we were we were selling that uh -huh. plan to. So really, I mean, I don't have any any very interesting explanation as to why. The only thing I know is we did this like this like you know guesswork you know guesstimate or whatever you want to name it and it was it was not a good idea and we 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 passed that psychological barrier that cliff where ah nah we're ready to pay 199 for this kind of product but not more let's go to something else but the other learning i really want to share because this is a big big freaking one and never do that it's when you change too many things at the same time so when you do pricing change change one item at a time if you change three items like i'm going to change the price per user make it uh 59 to 89 but i'm also going to re remove those three features and move them to the other plan and i'm going to also make this price per use additional user or additional whatever gigabytes of consumption go up by 10 bucks let's go roll this out and suddenly it fails it doesn't work oh is it the add-on price is it the base price is it the feature that we removed? Shit, I don't what know. Was what was it? <laughs> what was the thing? I guess. Yeah, so now we don't, we never do that anymore. Every time we make changes to the pricing, we change one thing at a time. Yeah. So you can focus on what that change is doing, the measure yeah. behind that. And we can revert because when you change four things, what, what are you going to revert? The whole four? Oh my God. It's way too much. 
and it's too much of a risk and 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 a, a bet. So you don't want to do it. So you get stuck with your own mistake for a long time, and it does not feel good. <laughs> yes, yes. And then you got to drag the other side of it, which is okay. How do I unwind all this, right, and get back on track, right? Because you're, especially for a business like yours, lots of transparency, lots of visibility. Everything you do, people see. That is again fantastic chalk for the learnings. I'm, I'm hoping someone listening to this has taken a lot of notes, right? But let's move on. Let's bring us back to today, the present day, and play. What's working for you really well right now? Let's talk about that. Okay, so the first thing that, as I said earlier, we grew self serve SMB, and we are moving more and more into sales driven, you know, proposal quotes, you know, like a different world of pricing. On the self serve SMB, what worked well for us is last year in December of 2022, we changed our pricing to make our so we're social media management software. We price by user and number of social profiles that you you manage with us leaving the add-ons and everything else on on the side for now but it's the main driver of price and the main driver of you know, potential expansion and, and stuff and we used to give away everything in the kitchen sink in the plan so for example in the 99 plan you had two users and 10 this and blah blah that and in 199 you had four users and 25 social profiles and and block and so we gave away a lot in our opinion too much so what we did in december we changed that to okay with 99 you have one user and 10 profiles and and those features 199 you have one user and whatever like we we we, we lowered the price a little bit but it was one user every every single uh, plan you didn't have more than one user included so you you needed two or three you had to buy more that allowed us to reduce the entry level price and create more expansion out of the um out, out of the uh, the, the self-serve base that worked well we got more expansion we got more money our asp went a little down because the the, the entry level price was yeah, lower it was a little lower yeah but ex expansion went better and nr was better it's still a struggle with smb and self-serve i'm not gonna lie but um but overall that was a good choice for us so for for your business if you're self-serve and you're including too much in the kitchen sink in your plan think about just giving the bare minimum and let them add more as an add-on as a, as a future expansion potential so i think that was a win Fantastic. the other win oh there's so many wins on the on the sell side but let, let's take two of them it's having a discount matrix it's it's having a way to for the account executive to basically discount based on on a rule on an excel spreadsheet where that's that's fixed before when did we, we did that in june so we're still we're still very rookies in the in, yeah, in the, that's about what yeah that's not too long that's not it's too not long. too long ago i was like less than six months ago four months ago and uh, before that aes would, would do discount uh, the way they felt that morning like okay let's give 30 percent oh i feel i'll feel uh joyful today let's do 50 <laughs> <Yeah>. percent. <laughs> so whatever and creating that level of rules and you have this is the maximum you can do if you go above this you have to go to your boss then if you go above that you have to go to the vp of sales and then if you go above this, you got to go to the ceo and so like there, there's there are constraints that raised asp crazy <laughs> you have no <laughs> idea how much <laughs> asp was raised by creating that, that framework so that's definitely something we should have done earlier the other thing that we've done that works really well is that we started with a very, very not flexible pricing. And we started losing deals that we could have won because our pricing was not, we could not adapt to specific situations. So what you need to understand when you're when you're driving sales 
we have a sales team is that you're going to have a, a you're going to have big corporations that are going to come to you and they're going to be they are going to be very different they are going to need things that are very different from each other and they're going to have a context that's that's very different right. your smb you sell serve 99 for everyone who who cares like it's 99 is 99 oh but i'm a, i'm a baker i should pay 89 no 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 i'm a butcher I should, it doesn't matter like they they're all going to pay the same, but like a large German corporations is going to expect things with their price and the way they're presented with pricing. That's going to be, or, or legal stuff or privacy or everything pricing being part of a whole. That's going to feel different than an American, uh, um, franchise of McDonald's in Nevada or whatever. And if your pricing is too strict, oh, I can't, this is my pricing framework. I can't get away from that. So this is, I have to quote you that crazy amount that you're never going to accept. That's not going to work. So creating flexibilities and adapting to different situations by, by identifying them and calling them. Like, for example, let me give you a very, a very clear example that everybody's going to understand. So basically before our pricing was based on number of users and a price per user, right. a number of social profiles and a price per social profiles. And then we started to have customers who came in and say, well, I have 300 social profiles. Ooh, if I apply my pricing on social profiles, suddenly it's like, you know, 25K a month. Nobody's going to pay 25K a month for a social media management software ever. Oh, well, maybe some people will, but not the kind of people we're selling our software to right now. But but that's what our pricing was saying. So, and that's the framework we gave them, the spreadsheet we built for them. So we built another another pricing matrix where the number of social profiles could go really high because it, mm. it fits with that use case. So we identified the use case depending on who they were and, and what their needs were to get the pricing that fit that use case. So you basically you have to think about it's the same for legal. Sorry, I'm going going on and on with this because I'm so yeah, passionate. Keep going. You, keep you going. have to make legal work for them. Don't make legal a pain in their butt. Make legal a pleasant experience. Same for pricing. Make pricing something they're pleased with, not something they have to fight against. Again, I think that's really, to me, one of the biggest advice you can give out there, especially for those pushing up market to sales led. I'll say this, the, the baker, the butcher, the example is perfect. So when you're in that smaller segment, you're pricing the product. All right. It's 99 bucks for the product. You're done for these bigger deals and enterprise, especially you're pricing the deal, the whole transaction, all the different pieces that come in and out factor into it. It's not just the number to me. Like that is, I think a big, big lesson for everybody here today. I'm glad you, you mentioned it because everyone needs to hear it. I want to hear about fast forward, man. What is going to happen next? You, you got things. Some things are working. Some things are not. What is uh, on your mind for the next change in your pricing? <laughs> so or the top one, I should say, you probably have yeah, yeah. it's no secret to the people in our industry that expansion is a real, real struggle for social media management software for the, for the reason I just shared with you, we, we, we price on seats on users and, and on social profiles and, and more and more Sprout doesn't even price on social, on social profiles anymore. It's a, like all inclusive, you know, it's like uh, all you can eat, no additional cost. So your room for improvement on expansion, like what you can do to get more revenue going on to get that gross turn, we're always going to have gross turn. It's impossible to have 0%. So you always have some level of percent, you know, 5, 10, 15, depending on how big you sell. And revenue expansion is your only way to offset that and, and at least be at 100% NR and, and ideally 105, 110, and, you know, 115 if you're amazingly good. But right now I'm aiming for 100%. 
uh, as the whole base, which is a hard challenge because our base is still mainly SMB, yeah, so they turn, they turn more than the, the main market ones. But 95% of our challenge pricing-wise is how do we create expansion? That's that's what it is. And obviously, yes, you do that by going up market, for sure. You do that by doing uh, selling with a sales motion where there are commitments, annual and, and, and two-year commitment, whereas SMBs are like mostly monthly, like there's no commitments. But there's also in how do you create value in the product that that has this embedded in it? How do you create features and value add and value props that have the that makes them want to expand over time? And that's the challenge. And that's the future. So now every time we think about every time we do customer discovery and we hear pains, we think about can we solve this pain in a way that the more we solve it, the more they want to pay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the more you. pain we remove from their plate, the more they want to grow, how much they pay us. Can we do that? Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. But when it's yes, it gets really exciting because at the end of the day, you can, we can still invent so much in how we 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 target our market and we we help our market. There's so much yet to be done, created and invented. You and I know Dan Martel, and Dan Martel keeps telling me we live in a world of abundance. There's so much for us to seize. It's just it's, we're not living in a limited world. And I think we can create that. And 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 we all get very excited every time we think about. And we actually are releasing a feature very soon that has this. And I'm, I can't wait to see how it's going to work and how it's going to expand. But that's the future. It's like having a pricing that that has expansion potential built into it, yeah, yeah. and that actually works. That's the holy grail right there for me, if you think yeah. about it. Listen, we could probably talk for double, triple the time on all this good <laughs> stuff, man. You came up with, we're talking about price is not just a number, how it really represents what you get and also for a value signals to the customer. We talked about attracting and repelling customers. We talked about being careful, you know, when you're changing your price, you know, guesswork and may come back to bite you. All the good stuff you're doing with the leaner entry point, right? With flexibility in the enterprise, a discounting matrix structure. You are chock full of good stuff, man. Emmerich, I am rooting for you to continue to push forward. You got to give me one more thing, though. You got to give me that song if you can. What is your favorite hip hop song? 90s, 2000s, doesn't matter. Yeah. So when you say hip hop, I'm, I, the, my, the music I listen to is hardcore techno. It's like hardcore electronic music. <laughs> Usually Excellent. the DJs I'm listening to are Germans or Danish or Swedish or that kind of group. So I'm not a big hip hop guy. It's, it's like, is, um, uh, is like, is it rap or give me a DJ then? Give me a favorite DJ. Um, a favorite DJ. That's a good one. I have. Gosh, I like Tiesto, but Tiesto is a little bit too is is a little bit too um too high in tone. I like lower lower rhythm. Let me let me check because I'm I'm that's the problem with um uh, Spotify. <laughs> you listen to playlists all the time, and, and then you just mix it all are. in, right? It all mix like, it like, in. Look, I'm looking at my like I, I, the the you're pulling up your like. Spotify. <laughs> so Tita like Low is the one I've been lis listening to. Cyrus Cyrus D. I love Cyrus D. He's a great DJ. Cyrus Definitely. D. Cyrus D. S I R E Z. Boris Brecha, B-R-E-J-C-H-A, amazing DJ, John Dalback. Now it's all my liked in Spotify. I see. I see. Oh yeah, this one and that one. So no, now you know you're not making it up because it's coming straight from your list, right? Yeah. Eric, yeah, man, you are so much fun to have on. Everyone yeah. here, I hope you take these lessons to heart, listen to them, apply it, and just 
you know, make sure that you don't make the same mistakes that our guests are making, that you take these and do something about it, change your pricing. Until next time, I want you to stop guessing and start growing. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Marcos. Thank you and much love for listening to the Street Pricing Podcast with Marcos Rivera. We hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to like and subscribe. If you want to learn more about capturing value, pick up a copy of Street Pricing on Amazon. Until next time.